Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up, Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome in. It is going to be a fun episode because we are drafting. We are doing a mock draft on tonight's show, a dynasty startup mock draft between myself, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. Let's start with Okada because he's wearing a Patriots hat and Tom Brady's not playing for the the Patriots this year. Okada, has it set in yet, the reality? It is not, Betts. And uh, it's listen, it's still all over the place. And the big news today was from Mike Giardi. Uh, our Patriots guy at the NFL Network saying that he thinks the market is not as hot for Tom Brady as everyone's making it out to be, which does not surprise me because if I'm Tom Brady and anyone else, I'm trying to make it sound like the market's pretty great so that, you know, Patriots pay him more. We'll it's see a if smart it happens. Move. It's a smart move. It is. John, what's going on, man? How you doing? You know, I'm uh, recovering. The last 24 hours has been brutal with my kid she messed up her mouth it awful so i spent the day at the at two dentist appointments so i didn't hear any nfl news uh so i'm just coming back and sitting down at the computer and i'm sure okada is gonna drop some bombs and be like i did not hear that so i'm just happy to uh be settling <laughs> down and here and talk some football so absolutely man we are hopeful that your little girl is doing okay uh, we were supposed yeah. to record last yeah. night and unfortunately john dropped uh, the news that his daughter had fallen and, and kind of gotten an injury. And we were like, oh, crap, like, yeah. we'll, we'll push it back. No problem at all. Um, so here we are tonight back on the mic looking at some Dynasty mock draft data in a mailbag. We uh, put out a tweet. We put out a post on Instagram. And, of course, our Patreon crew is always asking questions. So we have lots to talk about on tonight's show. We're actually going to skip the news because, guys, I there mean, what, you, what is there to say? Like. <laughs> At this point in the season, it's all fluff. We will have a ton of news to talk about over the next probably week and a half, two weeks with NFL free agency actually coming. Um, And if you missed any of our free agent content, you can find it on the website. I wrote two articles looking at the top unrestricted free agents and restricted free agents. And then, of course, the three of us sat down about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and talked about free agency and our ideal landing spots. So check that stuff out. Find us online, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Find us on social media at RedshirtsFFPod. Uh, and of course, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash RedshirtsPod. All righty, fellas. We're going to get into the mock draft. Now, before we do, I have a sweet drop. Yeah! Or is yeah. that the best drop ever? <laughs> I absolutely is. love that movie. Uh, all things considered... Probably the top three, top four, of my favorites on the on the list. Um, Okada, real quick, off the rails. Give me your top comedy movie of all time. Step Brothers, love it. John, hit me. Best comedy movie of all time. Yeah, your favorite. Oh, jeez. Um, favorite comedy movie of all time. I might go Wedding Crashers. That one's up Solid. there for me. Also a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. love it. Uh, those are also some of my favorites. That helps because that's how we make the drops on this show, John. You'll learn. Uh, <laughs> it's based off our favorite movies. Yeah. Anyway, we I need, are I need doing a snack. A, I need a snack lunch drop when he is the yes. sack lunch when he yeah drills them when they're playing backyard football. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. We will make That's that happen. happen. Don't you worry. All right. <laughs> we are doing uh, a Dynasty Startup Mock Draft on tonight's show. And I find these super helpful because essentially what we do is sit down and we draft one team together. We get to talk about our strategy, our thought process behind why we would choose player X over player Y. And we'll talk through all that tonight. We are using the Fantasy Pros Draft Simulator. And God willing, the technology will work because as Okada and John know, I am a technology idiot. Uh, however, I am trying to figure out a way to make the draft wizard show up correctly here on the screen for you all, which I will try to do in a second. The format is going to be a super flex league, 12 teams, one, uh, of course, starting quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, flex, and then a super flex spot. All right, fellas, randomly selected the order. We are drafting fifth in this startup, yeah. and Juicy. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen. I... I'll leave it up to you guys. Would you guys like to start over? Because I don't know how in God's name this happened, but it went Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, then DeAndre Hopkins. Patrick Mahomes is still on the board. At the five spot, this feels way too easy. Do you guys want to start it over? I don't know if it's going to change if we start it over. It feels like these are probably pretty locked in. All right. Let's roll with it then. We'll roll with it. So do we even need to talk about our first pick at this point? No. Not really. Yeah, in a super flex to have Patrick Mahomes drop to number five is uh, a no-brainer. So we are easily going to take him here off the board uh, as our starting quarterback. I'll pull up the draft board so we can lo look at the other names here that are going. And, you know, obviously drafting at the five spot, it was a long run. We had other quarterbacks come off the board like a Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Okada's boy, uh, Russell mm, Wilson, Sean Watson. Yep. For sure. Uh, the top-tier quarterbacks falling quickly. At the running back position, we had Ezekiel Elliott go, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, and Nick Chubb. And at the wide receiver position, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Juju, surprisingly still in round one. Both Tampa Bay receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, so that brings us back onto the clock here in the second round. And we can go any number of directions here. Okada, I'm going to kick it over to you. In terms of a dynasty startup, I mean... I feel like in recent times, there's been uh, a very obvious shift in a lot of running backs being taken early. Wide receiver used to dominate early on. In this type of, of draft, super flex, are you comfortable going quarterback early and then waiting a while and taking more skill positions? Do you want to go two quarterbacks early? Uh, what's your thought process? Um, It really depends. I typically would not find myself ending up with a quarterback in the first round but we had Patrick Mahomes available the fifth pick so we had to do it so that kind of makes things interesting more likely than not I would like to wait as long as possible on our second quarterback um, maybe grab like two younger guys uh, later in the draft and by later I mean in like five or six rounds because they're all going to be gone in seven or eight rounds um, and try to load up early now on running backs and wide receivers so yeah, I'm I think looking I'm with down you. The, the wide receiver list currently. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the wide receivers too just because, I mean, if you can grab, you know, an ascending, maybe already borderline wide receiver one that's super young, um, that might be a good look here. I mean, like DJ Moore, AJ Brown both there, but then there's still the likes of Amari Cooper, Julio Jones. Um, that's tough. Well, Amari Cooper is so up in the air. I don't know where he's going to be, so that's hard. That's true. That makes it tough. I will yeah. also say 
I feel like Henry Jones Jacobs might be a tier after which there's a pretty big drop. Yep. What do you guys think about that? I definitely agree. I mean, I would also even throw probably Miles Sanders in that back end of that tier personally Shocking. for me. Shut your face, Okada. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Austin Eckler, our boy, is still sitting there. I'm, that's I'm true, okay that's true. going uh, wide receiver here, personally. That's the way I like to build my dynasty teams. John and I did a dynasty startup for the Patreon crew two weeks ago. That's the way we built our team and really liked it. Um, so I'm good going with that route if that's what you guys want to do. And I think based off our consensus ranks, I mean, DJ Moore sticks out. AJ Brown sticks out. Oh, you tempt me. That's your boy. I, I know it is. Listen, man. It makes it doesn't seem right to take AJ Brown here just from a consensus perspective, but I feel like in two years with this dynasty team that we're clearly gonna have in a league with all these computer bo- <laughs> robots, yeah, we're gonna friends. wish that we had AJ Brown. Yes. <laughs> um, having said that, I do. I'm also very okay with one of those three running backs because I think they're all gonna be gone by our next pick and we'll lose that tier. And I think AJ Brown might last. So. All right. Yeah, I actually might lean to one of those three, and I'm okay with any of them. Okay, let's let's do it because that'll give us a different outlook, John, compared to what we've done in the past. So let's go running back here just to switch it up. Um, I personally have Josh Jacobs above Aaron Jones at this point. I have major concerns about Derrick Henry for you, you know reasons I've said before, and it's mostly yep. given that there's still uncertainty. If we're drafting this draft literally today, not knowing where he's going to be, I mean the Packers are talking about moving um, the committee back into the backfield for Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, maybe a third guy. Uh, Josh Jacobs to me seems like a guy on the rise and potentially could be used more in the passing game. So that would be my choice. What are your guys thoughts there? My only concern with Josh Jacobs is I'm a little wary of whether he can be a 250 carry running back for multiple years. It's not something we've ever seen from him. Last year, he was banged up multiple times. Whereas Derrick Henry, I know that man is going to tote the rock 300 times and be perfectly fine and be better on his 300th carry than on his first. And Aaron Jones is going to score a lot of touchdowns. This is really hard for me, honestly. John, you, John, you want to help us out here? Yeah, John, you split the difference. Um, I mean, I, I would, I would go Derrick Henry. Personally, I, I think I'm in. I think I'm the volume, in. yeah, I think Two the votes. volume is amazing. I think that's, yeah. I think that's the play. I think that even in PPR, he still finishes inside the top eight. I he's he's a freak. I think the fact right. that they're that the news we're hearing is more about signing Derrick Henry and figuring out quarterback as, yeah. opposed, as opposed to signing Tannehill and going from there, it gives you a lot of sense of what's going to happen with that position and that team in the near future, which is they're going to build around him. Yep. And All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Two to one uh, wins the vote. And Okada is about to say, go ahead. AJ Brown <laughs> is still on the boat. We going to pick up <laughs> in the third round. And John can't tell us not to. <laughs> Wait, John, I, are you an AJ Brown hater? No, no. I love AJ Brown. I think that he's okay, fantastic. Good. But we, we just, just had this Henry. debate about, well, we just had this debate about Josh Jacobs and he's still there. Yeah, you could go two Ooh. young stud running backs. Wow, and then there's 20 other wide receivers that I'm fine with. Wow, that is interesting. Ooh, two young. Well, Derek's not that young, but Josh certainly is. Two Bama boys too. 
That's very tempting. I'm almost tempted to do it just so we can see what we can make of a draft where we don't take a receiver in the first three rounds. That'd be interesting. Um, but I, I'm okay. I, I'm okay going either way. Bets, what do you think? Yeah, it is intriguing because I I wanted to take Josh Jacobs in the last pick that we had. And if this was my team, I personally would have gone wide receiver and hoped that Josh Jacobs came back to me. So to get him in the third round, for me, almost seems like a smash. If we do that, I feel like we're going to be going pretty win now with our team. So I'll be okay to like take some veterans down the line too, which might be interesting. Yep. Yeah, and that's um, a great point too. You know, there's different strategies when you do these dynasty startups. Um, for example, John and I are playing in a league with a bunch of industry people. Um, sorry, Okada. And <laughs> I pretty much committed to the productive struggle in year one because young value receivers kept falling to me and I was like, I have to take these guys. My running backs are Alvin Kamara and I think my RB2 is like Jamal Williams. But I'm okay with it because I'm not really trying to win this season. But if a draft like this falls to you, where in the first three picks, you're like, man, my team is loaded. This is like a redraft team. I can win this year. I mean, you got to go for the ship. So I'm okay with that. Let's see what happens here if we take Josh Jacobs. Are you guys good with that? I'm good. And All I right, will let's, say, let's do if, it. if you take nothing else from this draft, listeners, take the reality that being flexible is probably more important than any value pick or who are my sleepers or anything like that. Especially in a dynasty startup, being flexible is absolutely key because you do not know what's going to come around to you and you have to be able to change your strategy completely like we have now just done. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after our pick, we had a couple other running backs go. Not too many. We had Miles Sanders and Melvin Gordon. A ton of wide receivers. Unfortunately, our boy A.J. Brown is off the board. Stephon mm -hmm. Diggs, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup. John's boy, DK Metcalf, I guess Okada's too, uh, Allen mm -hmm. Robinson. Quarterbacks, we lost uh, Carson Wentz off the board, Josh Allen, and then at tight end, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are gone. So that puts us at a really interesting spot here. I'll pull up the names that are still available, and, and there's still tons of value, of course. Uh, at the running back position, we did already take two, so we'll probably look elsewhere. But we've got the likes of Austin Eckler, uh, Marlon Mack, Todd Gurley, carry on Johnson, etc. At wide receiver, we've got guys like DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd. Um, and then at tight end, it, it kind of feels like we're off to a, a, a second tier, if you will. Um, Hello, where are you tight ends? To, yeah, where are you tight ends? <laughs> there you are. Way Mark Andrews, there. Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, Zach Ertz, those kind of guys. Any names stick out to you guys here on this list? Well, you know me, Bets. I love to have an elite tight end. Mark Andrews pops to me. I think it's probably too early to take him, but I really would like to end up with a him instead of a Austin Hooper. Although, to be honest, I don't really hate having Austin Hooper. That's not a bad one. He should get a good deal. Um, other than that, the name that popped the most to me was Austin Eckler. <laughs> we can't take another running back. <laughs> I mean, Can we, we see could. the rest of the receiver list? Hit that Hit that receiver list. So DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett. We have Michael Gallup. Um, other names, Christian Kirk, Terry Debo. McLaurin, Debo Samuel. Yeah, uh, probably no other names at that point that we would consider taking here. So those are kind of the, the names I would consider. I like sure. Lockett and Boyd at yeah. receiver. Yeah. I like, I like both those guys. Yeah, I what mean, about... Lockett to me is like... <laughs> pun intended a lock for top 15 wide receiver production like i just he and russell wilson have insane chemistry they're 
I mean, his passer rating when targeted by Wilson's like what one thirty something. I mean, it's it's unreal. So even with DK Metcalf on the rise, I mean, he's still going to be plenty involved in that offense. He's got a really good opportunity to be a wide receiver one. I think that's a good point. Are you looking at quarterbacks, bets? I am going to pull up that list. Yeah, we've got guys like Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, uh, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, younger guys like Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. Um, For me, I feel like that's a big, big tier. Uh, I would be confident we could get another one of those guys at the next pick. I actually Mm -hmm. have Daniel Jones ranked relatively aggressively compared to this group because of his youth and the weapons that he has in-house. Obviously, there was Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, etc. Um, I, I'm kind of torn, guys. I, I honestly don't know which direction we should go. Does anyone have a strong feeling here? Quarterback versus tight end versus receiver? Uh, I'm I leaning say, receiver. It's, it's worth mentioning. We are supposed to be starting three wide receivers in this league. So, Woo-wee! Yeah, I think we need to get a route. receiver. Okay. I think I agree with you. The quarterback tier is big. I think we can get another one. I am discouraged by the chunk of decent running backs left right now kind of makes me regret our last pick but it's okay we're gonna be flexible and uh i think we should take receiver all right uh john made a great point about tyler lockett i also very uh much agree with that statement about how he's going to be a a wide receiver one this year i mean that's a very good point i will just point out if we were building for the future and we were kind of thinking about not this year's production i'm just putting this out there michael gallup to me is on the rise. And if you could tell me right now that Michael Gallup's going to finish as a top 15 receiver in 2020, I would not be shocked. I mean, Ooh. Amari might not be there. I mean, there's rumors today that the Eagles are interested in him, which I think would be amazing. I would um, love that. He's been inconsistent in his career. I mean, Michael Gallup is legit. And I'm going to be sad if he doesn't come back to us. But I, I definitely think this team is built to win now. And Tyler Lockett's going to help us do that. Okada, you in? Yeah, two to, two to three. Okay, Lockett. there you go. Let's do All it. right, Tyler Lockett is the pick. Also, uh, while the uh, the computers are picking, I have to share an Amari Cooper stat I discovered this past week. Um, home road yards per game differential. So he has way more yards at home than on the road. With the Cowboys, it is. Over 60 yards per game difference. The largest ever with a single team. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. I don't I don't know what he's doing. It is crazy. Like, I, I remember the Ben Roethlisberger home road talk, the Drew Brees home road talk. This feels like it's blowing that stuff out of the water. I don't know if it'll remain consistent, but he's always been this guy that sometimes is on and sometimes is off and you never know when it's what which is the other so true i'm yeah. personally not big cooper fan of dynasty yeah i think that's fair i mean the inconsistency is huge and also i'm just gonna say i'm looking at the draft board right now and i didn't even realize rookies were in this draft jerry judy just came off the board in round what? five Ooh. Um, yeah this changes well, uh, cd lamb uh, right now yeah this is a really good point <laughs> Screw I didn't realize winning that. this what? year. Let's go for the future. Let's, let's do both. <laughs> yeah. Who are the what are the available receivers both. right now? CD I mean, Lamb. I got I got to scroll down to see here because I guarantee you what? that those players are very far on the list. They're probably if at I, the bottom. Yes, if I keep scrolling here, I got to not mess with my eyes too much. Try to see. Con- control F that. 
Yeah. There oh, we I, go. See so him, I, I see him. I saw him. I see him. I saw him. One nineteen. One eighteen. One nineteen. CD Lamb. I see thick freakness. I mean, it's right there to the left. Yeah. AJ Dillon, obviously thick <laughs> freakness there. Um, Cam Akers, Zach Moss. So that's that is oh, one fault oh. of these types of draft wizards. Uh, I'm circling this name here on the screen. It is Jonathan Taylor. Mm. I mean, as your third running back. <laughs> next round. That, like, I'd go CeeDee Lamb right now and then Jonathan Taylor the next round. So let, this is a legit conversation. I mean, let's talk about these rookies because it's it's combine week. Um, we're is. just coming off of combine week. People are super hyped. We still have young players on this board. Terry McLaurin, who showed out last year with yep. not good quarterback play. Um, we have proven assets in guys like Jarvis Mike Landry, Williams. who's always undervalued. Mike Williams, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Okada likes him a lot, I know. Is CeeDee Lamb... So for this season, I think it's probably fair to say those names probably outscore CeeDee Lamb. In a year or two, is it outlandish to say CeeDee Lamb is tiers and tiers above a guy like Tyler Boyd? A tier well above... Terry McLaurin. I mean, is that outlandish? Is that accurate? What do you guys think? Uh, it's certainly not outlandish. Uh, the one thing that sucks for me, and I, I always make a fuss in this part of the offseason about landing spots and hating ranking players. Uh, mock drafts, we ha- they're, they're super fun, and we need to get the rookies in here, but it's so hard without landing spots. It's yep. worse for running backs than receivers even, yep. so that makes a deal. But it is such a big difference where a guy is going to go. Like, CeeDee Lamb goes to, I don't know, the Patriots. Oh, Arizona (laughs) or Philly or somewhere like that. That's incredible. If he goes to, I don't know, the Raiders or he won't fall to the Patriots. But if the Patriots traded up and got him, that would be a lot less favorable in in, in my opinion and could definitely affect how quickly he becomes a star. Having said that, I do think he is just below the tier we're looking at right now. I think I would personally take Tyler Boyd above him. Maybe also Robert Woods. Probably not. He's right in that Terry McLaurin Debo tier for me. I think. Right now, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a strong argument for Terry McLaurin. I mean, if if this happens, and and again, this is all pre landing spot. If Tua gets drafted to the Redskins, oh. Geez. I mean, Terry McLaurin <laughs> could not skyrocket more in my ranks. Oh so my gosh. This is kind of the risk you have to take at this time of the year, you know, if you're doing these kind of drafts. Um, that's my argument for him. And the way he showed out with Case freaking Keenum and Dwayne Haskins last year, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pretty sold on Scary Terry, the F1 McLaurin, personally. That's just me. I, I <laughs> will say temperature is getting warmer on Tua at yeah, 2. Yeah, everywhere um have we have we talked i think about that's that pretty yet? realistic i don't know if we did i know that i, I said so. i'd pick him 101 in a rookie super right. draft and i think i mentioned then that i could see him going too i think it's very realistic if that not so getting good. towards probable ah, that seems a little Woo. i don't know that's it's spicy spicy but that would make a huge difference and to bet's point like it's not even the landing spot of the player but the landing spot of Tua matters so much to Terry McLaurin. Tua versus Dwayne Haskins is a massive leap for me. Well, and that's why I think it's going to happen, right? Like, Let's I, do it. And if they're taking a look at it, we just saw it last year. We just saw Arizona take Kyler Murray when they had the they had Josh Rosen that they picked the year before. Different coaching staff. 
different like it's the same recipe that we just saw Arizona go yeah. through. If you have yeah. a quarterback it, that's light years above what you currently have, which Tua is, then you do you, it. You have to do it. You have yeah. to do it. Yeah, and it's I think it's important to note that everything you just mentioned raises the likelihood of this team doing it by that having happened last year. Like yeah. what the Cardinals did was crazy at the time. But to now say we just it. drafted this guy 10th and now we're going to draft another guy first. Are you kidding me? But now that they've done it, it sets a precedent where I think I think the Redskins can say, ah, the Cardinals just did it. It worked out great for them. They got the offensive right. rookie of the year, won like three times as many games. Not quite, but they're going to soon. <laughs> um, let's do it ourselves. So, yeah, I, I buy it. I think we should just pretend that Tua got drafted to the Redskins and take Terry McLaurin here because of it. <laughs> All right, do I it. I am Sold. in. Terry McLaurin off the board, just 23 years old and uh, a rising star in this league. Let's look at the draft board here. After our pick went a couple other wide receivers that we liked. We just talked about Debo, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry. More quarterbacks Jeez. coming off the board, guys. we got to be mindful of that. Jameis Winston, oh boy. Matt Ryan, oh. Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, and Okada's boy, Mark Andrews. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the, the future here. quarterback of the New England Patriots. Okay. Oh, get out of here. There's no <laughs> possible way. That is, the, I hate this time of year, man. People just want to talk and talk and talk. It, that is the uh, dumbest thing I honestly have heard in a very long time. Oh, um, me too, but I love it. Speculation yeah, season. We, we need football back in our lives so much. Uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks because at this point, we do want to consider our quarterback too. This is a super flex league after all. Yep. Matthew Stafford is on the board. Daniel Jones, Cam Newton, who is a major question mark at this point. Ryan Tannehill, major question mark. Tannehill. Drew Brees, Drew Locke. I mean, Mitch Trubisky. I almost feel like we have to go quarterback here based off what's on the board. What do you guys so, think? So my thought on that is, one, you're lock, we're locked in for 15 years with Patrick Mahomes, young, super MVP of, of everything. But if you want to go young again, I'm fine with that. Um, Daniel Jones, like Okada brought up earlier with the weapons around him. But, I mean, what about Drew Locke? Like, that team, everyone's pretty much pegging them to take a wide receiver in the first round, right? And and you're talking about weapons. If they get a Henry Ruggs to go opposite of Cortland Sutton with Noah Fan at tight end, like that they've got an arsenal too. Like that that could be a quarterback that takes a second year step. So I don't know. That's something to consider. Let me ask you guys this. Can I interest you in a Joe Burrow or a Tua Tonga Vilo? I just saw you hovering over those two. Ooh, I keep forgetting. Um, yeah, I'm Tua. And let I think we should go that route because that's more realistic of what's going to happen in a real dynasty draft. Oh, he'd already um, gone. Yeah, I feel like we have to snag one of those two guys. Should we? Should we call our shot with the Terry McLaurin Tua stack? Should we go that Dude. route? Oh yes, yeah, hundred percent sold. Let's going in on the Redskins. <laughs> that we, that should turn out well. <laughs> we can't wait to draft Adrian Peterson late in this draft. It's going to be great. Darius All right, guys, Tua, baby. Yeah, oh. Tua about <laughs> off the board. Actually, I haven't said it yet in the pod, but I am getting getting a little warm on Darius Geis, so I Are would not you? mind picking. Yes. We're I not. Looking, Okada. Well, Betts, you can Okada. comment on the workout videos that we're seeing, but I feel like he looks like he's getting into shape, and he's had some freak injuries. I feel like if he comes back, well, we're not going to do it in this draft because we have too many Redskins. But I really exactly. I, I'm getting a, I'm getting a little warm on Darius guys. Just throwing it out there. One of my favorite things is uh, when he went on Good Morning Football um, pre-draft 
a couple years back coming out of LSU. And um, who was it? Was it um, was it Nate Burleson that called him a uh, bowling ball of razor blades? I think was the description. Of I him. remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was phenomenal because he ran so angry in in college that um, they're sitting there and you know they do their whole angry runs shtick every Tuesday and I love it. And they're like, this is going to be the next yep. guy that's going to be on this show. And we just haven't seen him healthy. I, I hope we get to. I really do. Yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of put my thoughts out there. And I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I joined the Goat District podcast and talked Dynasty injuries. Shout out to, to JD, a uh, good friend of the show. And he asked me that question. He was like, what are we doing with Geis? And people will tell you all sorts of stuff. Like, he's going to look great. He's back. Other people are saying, stay away. These knee injuries are so scary. I'm in on Darius Geis because the surgeries that he had are reliably healing surgeries. Yes, he had the ACL injury uh, several uh, months ago, obviously now over two years when the season starts. Um, And it'll be his full season removed from from that after the fact. So that's a good thing. The other good thing as far as injury is that the meniscus surgery he had was a minor cleanup procedure. And you don't want to take that for granted because it does matter. But it is a pretty quick healing surgery. Um, I have very, very strong feelings that Darius Geis is going to break out this season if they give him the opportunity because Adrian Peterson is still there after all. They're talking up Bryce Love. I don't know. But I think from a health perspective, we can be confident in Darius Geis this year. So we will keep that in mind for later in this draft. But for where we're at right now in the seventh round, we have had a couple quarterbacks come off after Tua. We had Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones. Matthew Stafford. We had a couple of tight ends. Zach Ertz, Darren Waller uh, as well. So let me pull up who is available here at each position. We talked a lot about CeeDee Lamb previously. He is still there. Uh, at running back, we have guys like Kenyon Drake, Drake. Chris Carson, Devin Ooh. Singletary, Singletary, which is uh, intriguing for sure. I got to scroll down all the way here to the bottom to see the tight ends, which are right here. We have guys like Hunter Ooh. Henry, who's probably going to end up back in L.A., with the franchise tag, Noah Fant, a very electric uh, second-year player this year, and Austin Hooper. What are you guys thinking here with this pick? Those top three guys at tight end really interest me. I don't Same. know if all three of them will go by our next pick, so we could take the risk of waiting, but I think those three are a tier. Mike Kosicki is also down there. I would not hate if we waited and ended up with him, but that's really risky. Like I, I think he has the potential to be in that tier or above it, but it's a very... Uh, it's it's much more of an unsure thing. Whereas if we get Hooper or Henry, even Fant, I feel like we know a little bit more what we're getting. So I really like those options. I think there's a lot of depth right now at receiver from what we saw on the list. I would like to go tight end here. All right, fellas, we got to make the pick. So let me bring up unknown landing spot for Hooper, injury history for Henry, or youth and athleticism for Fant. Yeah, those are all good points. For me, I mean, if we're just going with kind of the recent trend of what we're seeing in the news, if Austin Hooper ends up in Green Bay, oh, I mean, you look at the track record, you can, there's people that argue both sides. I fall on the side of hails to the no. Yeah. <laughs> with Green Bay tight ends. Yeah, That's no, where I'm at personally. No, I have no desire for that. So let's, let's pretend he's going there. I think we would all agree that's a negative for his fantasy value. As far as the other two guys, Hunter Henry kind of fluky with his injuries Noah Fant for me just feels really exciting I like, like a Fant. player on the rise 
um, a player who can give you extra yards in space, athletic profile. Um, I prefer him slightly above Henry Henry. That's just my opinion. What are you guys' thoughts? And Hooper below the two of them? If Hooper in Green Bay, if we're, then if we're assuming Hooper in Green Hooper Bay, then the I would take the other two above him. I feel a little nervous about Fan. I would rather go Hooper, but if you guys are two votes for Fan, we can do it. What about Hunter Henry? Well, you to you tell me, injury guy. No, you tell he, me. He is clearly in this tier or above it. He He's a possible tier one tight end if he stays healthy for a whole season. Also, I don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback's position, but... Sure. But if it's Tyrod, which is, I don't think, too likely, although it might be for a year, I think that'll be fine. Tyrod's had... He's brought some tight ends to success in the past. Um, if it's not, I feel like that means they went out and drafted somebody, and I like that too, so... Herbert. If you feel de- if you feel decently confident in his injuries being a thing of the past, I would love to get Hunter Henry. Yeah, I I feel pretty confident for him as well with a bounce back season. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call our shot here. We're taking Hunter Henry. Cool, um, let's do it. Like, like it. him a lot as kind of a buy low. Like no one's valuing him the way that they should be. I think in Dynasty, definitely not you know, as we just talked about the other names. Yeah, for sure. And still just 25 years old. Um, so yeah, good. let's go ahead and take Hunter Henry. Uh, quick question for you, Betts, while the computer is making its picks. Yes. How would you compare the trajectory of Hunter Henry and fellow Charger Keenan Allen from a this guy is injury prone perspective? Is that is it similar at all? Uh, I think they're both similar in a positive way, meaning, yeah. you know, I feel like I spent like two or three years telling people that Hunter Henry, or excuse me, that Keenan Allen was not injury prone. And that was right before his season of finally staying healthy and getting in a full season, being an elite fantasy option. And I could see a very similar trajectory here for Hunter Henry because his injuries, again, don't really seem to correlate with recurring issues like a Will Fuller um, or someone like uh, a Jordan Reed, where it's very predictable. We kind of know what's going to happen. These injuries to me are kind of fluky and I'm more confident that both of these guys continue to stay healthy. Cool. All right, so fellas, where we're are back we on the clock here. Yeah, we're back on the receiver. clock. Sure, we are currently right now uh, looking at wide receivers that just came off the board. Robert Woods, Christian Kirk, T.Y. Hilton, Hollywood Brown, Devontae Parker, Nikhil Harry, <sighs> and the aforementioned Will Fuller. C.D. Um, Lamb. C.D. Lamb is still available. I feel like, for me, this is a no-question pick. I'm 100% in. Let's do it. Let's do it. I got to scroll. Pretty far. <laughs> and, long ways. And I'm just throwing this out there, but if he goes to the Cardinals, oh my gosh, we would have the Kyler CD stack and the Tua Terry stack. <laughs> oh shoot! I love this uh, team. So good. Wait, no, we wouldn't. Oh, we got we got my homes, dude. We got my homes. Oh, uh, oh uh, no, we got Tua. No, oh, we didn't. That's yeah, we got, right. We didn't get right. Kyler. That's right. We got Mahomes, not Kyler. I was thinking Kyler because he went right afterwards. I was just talking about in Kyler reality the fact Kyler. that we get the two of them back together. Kyler Murray's. That's true. We would get the real life amazing. Kyler CD stack. That's yeah, a fair point. Fantastic. I guess I'll take yeah. Mahomes. That's fine. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Yeah. Willing After to our pick went Curtis Samuel, Jalen Rager. Interesting there. John Brown, AJ Green. Couple of other running backs: DeAndre Swift, Philip Lindsay. Damian Williams, guys, I mean, this is a super fun exercise because it's kind of not that realistic. Uh, 
But Jonathan Taylor is still on the board yes, here. Yes, he is. I mean, come on. Do we even what does our roster look like? Can you show us our roster? Give it to yeah, me. Right, we filled out. We filled out our starters, so we can. Yeah, it's just bench now. Let's go. Yeah, let That's me run through real Jonathan. quick for Give me my for boy. listeners. It is Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tyler Lockett. Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Hunter Henry, and Tua Tungavailoa. Spicy. Uh, currently, the starters. To add Jonathan Taylor to that mix, who we could easily, if we had to, start him over a quarterback in any given week. Um, yes, please. Uh-huh. I just got to find him. Now, I will say this. Stop I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's probably going to fall on deaf ears because of who I'm talking to. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's already fallen on deaf ears. <laughs> say it anyway. Say it anyway. Um, I just well, picked before Okada was ready. <laughs> I was going to say uh, that maybe we should look at a receiver because I feel like our receivers are less reliable than our running backs currently. However, the name that stood out to me most in the receiver list was actually, actually Anthony Miller, who is still there. So that's interesting. Um, also, fun yeah. exercise. Let's do a quick exercise here. Can you guys tell me, in 10 seconds or less, without looking, who led all rookies in receptions last year? Receptions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Justin yards. Jefferson. No, no, in rookies from 2019. Oh, 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 okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you meant rookies this season, coming into the season. 2019 NFL rookies. Hmm. It was not A.J. Brown. It was not A.J. Brown. It wasn't D.K. It was not D.K. He was second. Not Terry, not Terry it McLaurin. It was not Terry McLaurin. It wasn't Debo. It was not Debo. I'm trying to even think who else is out there. Exactly. Who the hell? Who am I missing? You guys can get up whenever you want. Darius Slayton? No. Ah, He was up there and he had some touchdowns, but not the receptions. Number one, Deontay Johnson. Oh, that's right. Super underrated stat that he led all rookies in receptions. I don't know what I make of it yet, but it's just throwing it out there. Oh, and didn't he lead all qualified receivers with... uh, separation his yard separation him. something like that his separation was ridiculous he just so. went off the board so i'm not saying we're, we should pick him but i'm just throwing that out there that is for fascinating. The and for you guys yeah, yeah. crazy stuff how under that is he go really interesting he he definitely is someone that i think you know you could you could argue at this point next year you will thank yourself if you go out and buy for him and even if you have to mm-hmm. overpay a little bit it, it might not be an overpay uh, i do like him a lot that's a, a really good point okada um Interesting point. You know, if we kind of look at what we chose to do, we took, uh, I'm scrolling down so we can see the tight ends. We took Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, and Noah Fant still available on the board. Wow. Um, no way. You know, it. I'm not saying we need to take one of those guys, but I think it's just interesting that that thought process, we could have gone wide receiver. We could have changed our thought process and seen what happened. But um, I rest my case. We still have quarterbacks to talk about because we only have two on our roster, and for a super flex league, I want three personally. Yep. We have mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky on the board. It feels gross, but he'll Yum. get a shot to, to stay as the starter. I mean, we can <laughs> talk about guys like uh, Justin Herbert if we want to go. All of these guys yes, are, are going to be on a new team or out of the league in the next year. I know. It's what true. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, what Big about- Ben is a win now piece. Yeah, Thomas I mean, Brady. Yeah, gross. If you're going, mm. I mean, there there is the rookie class still. You got go, Herbert. You what got is your guys' Love hurts? Ooh, 
I mean, out of those options, it's clearly Herbert. What is your guys' current temperature on uh, Gardner Minshew with the Nick Foles potential trade? Uh, slightly Ooh, above refrigerated chatter. and not quite room All temperature. Right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how to value Gardner Minshew because the jorts elevate him to a very <laughs> high level. <laughs> His true. true. is second best only to Okada's and... I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm just going to put this out there. I'm still not a huge believer in DJ Chark. The offense and the team in general is trending in a negative direction. I mean, Leonard Fournette might get dealt. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm. Yeah, They're I'm pretty lukewarm. All right. Um, um, so, yeah. Jeez. What At a receiver. Let's, let's talk receiver. Uh, we do have other options. And like Kata was saying, Anthony Miller... Uh, other names that are intriguing to me on this list here, if I scroll down a little bit, uh, guys that were hyped up last year, um, someone like Andy Isabella, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is young and could have a chance. Um, we could look at someone else that was productive last year in Jamison Crowder for the hmm. New York Jets. Um, I don't what know. What is you your – well, how are you feeling about Preston Williams these days? Yeah, I think he's going to have a, a slower 2020 season based off when his ACL injury was. I'm not saying he won't produce. I just think that it's probably more likely than not that his better performances are going to come later in the year. Mm-hmm. Would this be, I mean, looking at the crop of wide receivers that's there, right? You've got Sammy Watkins, who, and who's right yeah. now? Scroll up a little bit. Who's up there? Corey Sammy, Davis, Anthony Corey, Miller. Anthony Miller. Ew. Uh, Anthony Miller, I like. I wanted to get him, I think, two rounds ago. So I'm 100% fine with Anthony Miller. But Anthony continue. Miller would be fine. But how does Anthony Miller compare to incoming Justin Jefferson out of LSU? Who would you rather have between those two? That's a great point. Is my quarterback Mitchell Trubisky? <laughs> yes, and that's the problem. Yeah, that is something of a problem. Uh, in that, in this case, landing spot is probably in Jefferson's favor, even though he doesn't <laughs> right. have a team yet. It's not going to be worse. <laughs> Ruggs is kind of interesting too. Ruggs is interesting. Oh boy, I, this is rough. Yeah, this is really Is this tough, such man. a hot mess that we should go somewhere else? Like get our other quarterback or see be. what's in the running back market? It could or be. take let's, one of those other great tight ends and deal them? I think Austin Hooper at this point, to me, it, you know, we don't want to draft a dynasty startup for positional need. And Austin Hooper is still True. a young tight end who's produced. Look at how much higher he is than everyone else on the overall uh, list per Fantasy Pros consensus ranking. Yeah, take it. <laughs> All right, let's do Austin Hooper here. What, what's the running go. back situation, by the way? Okay, I'm just curious. Hold I on. feel like we haven't looked at it. I just feel like we haven't looked at it for forever. Yeah, hate, for sure. Hate, we... hate, double hate, loathe entirely. Loathe entirely. <laughs> uh, what they are yep. referring to, right. if you cannot see the screen via the live stream or the YouTube <laughs> video, is Rashad Penny, James White, Devonta Freeman, Royce Freeman, Tevin Coleman, and Tariq Cohen are the guys that they just uh, put in a body bag. <laughs> well, considering... So to be clear, for the record, the loathe entirely was when I got down to Ronald Jones's name. <laughs> so let's uh, just put it this fair. way. So that's we're fair. looking at a lot of running backs that are probably going to be replaced this year. Uh, yeah. Like, Devontae Freeman is going to become Cam Akers. I'd bet money that they draft Cam Akers to go to Atlanta. So I kind of want more rookie running backs in my life in the next couple rounds, but I like Austin Hooper here. Yeah, I let's take really Austin like Hooper. the idea of getting Cam Akers. We should remember that. Yes, I am with you guys on that. Austin Hooper, again, still just 25 years old. 
Uh, so we will take him here. Two twenty-five. We'll see what happens. Not bad. Nice. Not a pl- bad place to be in dynasty. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, guys. Tyler Higby is the only other tight end that has gone. Unfortunately, mm. Justin Jefferson, who we talked about, Clyde Edwards, hilarious. Damn it. Yeah. John's boy off the board. Cam Akers here in the eleventh round is really, really interesting to me. Well, yeah, I think it's between him and a quarterback. I don't know what the quarterback tier looks like right now, but I think it's those two are our options, right? Derek but, Carr. Yep. By all accounts, Dude, haven't oh they pretty much gosh. been saying that they're bringing Derek Carr back? Like, yes. isn't that pretty much what the case is? I expect that. I do too. And if they add a guy like a CD Lamb or a Jerry Judy in the draft to right. compliment Darren Waller, I mean, Rugs. that's intriguing yeah yeah it is definitely they are going receiver with one of their first round picks i can almost guarantee that and that means they're gonna have a top 19 overall pick wide receiver in that core so that's that's real nice i would be fine with Derek carr as a third quarterback i don't hate it i got no problem with that He's fine. Yeah. He's a bye week guy. He is a bye week guy. Exactly. <laughs> what about him, between him or Justin he's Herbert? Fine. Justin okay. Herbert. Let's, let's, let's back see. up. If we're saying Justin Herbert on the Chargers? Probably. That That is a certainly an option, yes. If we're saying Justin Herbert Chargers offense with I like Keenan, that. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry. Hey, we'd have another stack um, compared to Derek Carr with... Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, another stack. Uh, whatever rookie wide receiver they're inevitably going to draft, and Tyrell Williams as their second wide receiver. Hunter Renfro. Very so, undervalued Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yeah, I love Hunter Renfro. Um, there's there's also a non-zero chance that the Buccaneers don't bring back James Winston and draft uh, Justin Herbert. I've seen that around a few places. I would love that. Give me him in that offense. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that that would make him a top 15 QB potentially out of the gate. Yeah. With with those weapons. I kind of like Herbert over Carr. Personally. I do too. Or what I was going to say about this. Yeah, I was going to say about this team. You know, you just look at our makeup. Like, if we have Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback, we are set for 15 years. Yep. Um, we can build around him with other startable assets late in drafts. Meaning if we take someone like a Justin Herbert, I'm fine to just like snag Tom Brady in three rounds and just plug him in if we need to as a, a quarterback yeah. two or Jacoby Brissett, you know, it, let's say they give him one more year. Like Teddy you, can, you can make it work. Yeah. Um, and obviously Tua and or Justin Herbert could be starters at some point this year. So I think I'm with you guys in that pick. Before now, you do, do so. Yep, go ahead. Let me just say this. We have drafted Tua, which means there's a non-zero chance that he's not playing football at the start of the fantasy season and we don't have him. Right. Yep. And Herbert maybe ends up behind someone for a while as well. That leaves us with only one quarterback. We talked in the very beginning when we drafted two running backs about being okay with going veterans and trying to win in the next two years because of how set how we are set up that way team wise what do you guys think and i kind of feel like we're taking advantage of the rookie system here a little bit what do you guys think about <laughs> drafting ben roethlisberger and maybe getting it. another quarterback later if we have to mm, i don't love it i, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna score a lot of fantasy points really yeah 
Absolutely. Really? Yeah, I'd rather have. I'm taking Big Ben over Derek Carr in a redraft for sure. No way. Yeah, in redraft for sure. But this is a but dynasty I, startup. That's what I'm saying. I feel like this is a stopgap quarterback for us. Even in a vacuum for 2020, it, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger coming back. Corpse? Yeah, he dude. He looks 5, awful. Yards. With Antonio Brown. <laughs> he looks fat now and he has a beard, but he'll, he'll get back in shape. <laughs> well, t- dude. I don't he know. He always man. looks fat. He's the fattest looking person that's not fat on planet Earth. <laughs> it's science. What compliment. Uh, that's amazing, first off. Uh my two cents on the situation is I think Big Ben is close to done. I mean, maybe one year, wow. maybe two, maybe six months. Kevin Steele yeah, in our know, uh, live stream chat thinks Big Ben is cooked as well. Apparently, I'm outvoted. All right, let's go, Herbert. All right, Justin Herbert is the pick, and like I was saying, you know, we can we can build this team up with a lot of youth and productive pieces, and just get someone to plug in if we need to. Uh, we also have Jonathan Taylor yeah. to plug in if we need to. Uh, in this format. So Justin Herbert is the pick. Speaking of Herbert, board. Herbert is uh, two inches taller than Ben Roethlisberger. Dang. He's a big boy. Dude, big. He we big. had a wild running back run. Whoa. James White, Royce wow. Freeman, Tariq Cohen, Seven in a row. Madison, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Tony Eight. Pollard, Ronald Jones, Duke Johnson. Guys, Cam, Cam Akers here in the 12th round. Okay, uh, Cam I mean, Akers is lovely. Cam Akers is very nice. Our receiver situation is not great right now. Justin Jefferson. Our our bench running back is Jonathan Taylor. We don't have a bench receiver yet. I mm. it is dark in the receiver front. Now it's, I will it's say season. Yeah, I will say the names on the list aren't the best. Yeah, but I mean, listen, man. Cam Akers is a very, very startable asset if he goes to the right situation and maybe even a top 15 running back this season in fantasy if he goes to the Chiefs. Smoke. I mean, let's just throw out a scenario. Oh, yeah. If you or tell me that you're passing on something like that for, I don't know, um, Jamison Crowder, like, yeah, I'm I'm very much willing to risk the That's wide true. receiver here to look at someone like, um, let's see here, cheap production, Tyra Williams, Golden Tate, Jameson Crowder, uh, we just talked about. Uh, Brashad Perryman, interesting free agent. Hunter Renfro. I mean, there's guys we could plug in at wide receiver and make it work. Nelson Aguilar? Oh, no, gosh. we can't plug him in and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> it will never right. work. Well, I, I, as we know, I love Cam Akers. I'm 100% fine oh, with that pick. Same. I was just playing devil's advocate. Perfect. I like it. Good good conversation. And guys, we do want to get into a mailbag. So we are at about 51 minutes of the show. Um, do we want to make this our last pick and then kind of move on to mailbag? Do we want to run through these last picks really quickly? What do you guys want to do? How many more picks are there? What do we got? we have it set up. Our, our roster per the site. How many do we need? Yeah, two more picks. Oh, let's oh, just let's finish it up. Yeah. Okay, Wait. sounds good. Let's get Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I'm Gosh. good with that at this point. <laughs> At this point, I'm good to just plug him in or Derek Carr as our veteran quarterback. If we're taking one, I think Big Ben is better this year, and I think we have great rookies. I think we should take Big Ben. But I also think we should take another receiver. One of these two picks has to be a receiver. Okay. Okay. Let's check out receiver real quick. Corey Davis, D.D. Westbrook, Justin Jefferson. Um, We talked about the value that Hunter Renfro brings. I like that. I like Renfro. 
I think I think Hakeem Butler could be a sneaky value. Maybe not this year, but down the line. Jamison Crowder, productive last season. Decent. PPR machine. That's a solid bench piece to have. Like he will plug in for any guy who gets injured for us and be fine. I don't hate that. Crowder right, is fantastic when you want ten catches on twelve targets for forty two yards. True. Hey, That's PPR, exactly what works. he gives you. Yeah, exactly. In PPR, it does work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's take Jamison Crowder here. We'll see what happens with the draft board. Uh, and then, of course, we have to look at quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger just went, unfortunately, oh. but Derek Ooh. Carr did not. Okay. Are we I'm good with that. rounding out the roster here? Or we could take Tom Brady. Or you could take Phillip no. Rivers. <laughs> uh, yeah, Which would you rather Carr. have, Bets, Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers in, <laughs> in a redraft? I would rather play a kicker. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, man. Uh, but in all seriousness, let's assume Tom Brady's back in New England. Uh, let's assume... And Phillip Rivers is on the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, give me Phillip Rivers. Yep. Wow. Okay. Is that who we're taking? Or do you guys want to no, take No, no, no. Let's take Derek Carr, yeah. Okay. I'm, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to vomit on the keyboard if I was going to have to click Tom Brady or <laughs> Phillip Rivers here. All right, fellas, that does it. We have rounded out the roster, and I gotta say, man, this is—we got an F. <laughs> yes, we got an F on fantasy. Pros. Let's go. You but know that means it it's is gold, right? It, yes, ridiculous. if you get an F yes. on fantasy pros, you succeeded. <laughs> Let's run through the list F? here for well, the probably because of taking the rookie at team. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr are our four quarterbacks in a superflex league. I love that. I love Running it. back, we have Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers. Very, very interesting. Uh, At tight end, we have Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry, a pair of young wow. uh, tight ends entering their prime. Schmexy. Wide receiver, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, a future star in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, Jamison Crowder, not quite as much of a star, but still productive. <laughs> um, man, I got to say, guys, this roster is – I like it. This I roster is fun. It's interesting because I was kind of looking through, and I feel like we don't necessarily have a ton of upside. We have a lot of safety, and then I realized that our quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, and he brings all the upside for the whole team. So we're Gucci. And oh, Derrick yes. Henry, who will roll through everybody. And Jonathan Taylor, the future Ezekiel Elliott, as our third running back. Ooh. I like it, guys. This was a really fun exercise. And, you know, part of this, part of this is probably not as likely to happen. But it's why we do these mock drafts, because you just let the draft unfold. You kind of see what values on the board. I mean, we were talking about in the first three rounds, like we're winning this league this year. Let's go for it. And then guys like CD Lamb were on the board and guys like Cam Akers late in the draft was on the board. So do these exercises, practice them on your own, see what happens, because it allows you to, to try a different strategy every time you do it. And then, of course, you know, things will change as time goes by with landing spots, uh, et cetera. But man, what a team. Go Red Shirts. Fellas, let's get into the mailbag. What do you think? Yes. Yes, sir. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Let's see here. We have a lot of questions that came in for the show. Uh, really good ones, actually, too. We had some on Twitter. Our Patreon crew uh, also had some uh, interesting <laughs> questions for us. And just so you all know, yeah, I'm kind of swiping on the screen. I forgot to close <laughs> out Fantasy Pros. Uh, if you want access to our Patreon, you know, channel and to the extra content, we have extra podcasts, extra research articles up there. Um, you get access to the Slack channel to talk all things fantasy with us. 
we have rumblings of bringing on a DFS expert into the staff to, to provide extra content. Um, so that's all there. And we say that at this point in time, because it will get you priority with mailbag, getting those questions answered. So let's start with that. Our good friends over in the Patreon chat, Michael Kwan wants to know, how is it looking for Tom Brady going over to the Niners? Ooh, uh, not, not great, Michael. I will say this. If Jimmy G wasn't there on a fresh deal, I think that would be the number one landing spot, bar none, for Tom Brady in my mind. Um, he is he grew up in that area. He's been a fan, a huge Joe Montana fan. Uh, it's like a place for legendary quarterbacks. It's a nice place to live. Everything would point to him being there. The only problem is Jimmy Garoppolo is there on a fat, fat deal, which they would have to trade away in order to sign Tom Brady. And not every team is really a Jimmy Garoppolo at that money team, I don't feel like. I think you have to be a 49ers or a Titans to pull that off, um, which the Titans could do and let Tannehill walk, but I don't know why. It's almost the same thing, and probably you get Tannehill for less money. I think it's not great. Not great, I Bob. <laughs> Excellent reference. <laughs> not great, Bob. Uh, not great, Michael. Probably not going to happen. Um, and I would say with high confidence, very, very unlikely to happen. Uh, next question in the Patreon chat channel we had from Josh Nims, another great friend of the show. How many more top six seasons do you guys think Alvin Kamara has in him? Oh. I own him and I'm considering selling. I realize his value is a bit lower right now. What are your thoughts? I think he's got two to three, right? I mean, especially with the incoming crop, you look at all these guys that are, that are going to start challenging that top tier of running backs. I mean, we all know how high I am on Jonathan Taylor. DeAndre Swift is good. Cam Akers is good. Clyde Edwards-Alaire might turn into just a PPR machine. He might be Alvin Kamara, like that kind of role production, maybe. That's a ceiling. I'm not saying that's what he's going to be, but I like him a lot. So, I mean... Yeah, you, you've got an aging out quarterback. Um, he's not a bell cow running back per se. He's more of like the Austin Eckler mold, right? Where they're, they're going to get a lot of work in the passing game. Um, they like having a complimentary running back to him. It's the same sort of situation. Um, yeah, I think he's got like, what, two, two years? I, I don't know if now's the time to sell, if that's the question. Coming off a down touchdown production year. I think this next year might be a better season for him. So I'd hold on to him for this next one and then maybe try and sell after that. Unless you've got someone that's just desperate and willing to give you the farm for him. Uh, I think it's probably one to two. Two is probably my guess. It is hard to be a top six running back, like really hard. Right. And Kamara has mainly done it on touchdowns and he has mainly been in an offense that has been run by Drew Brees. That's going to last for another year, maybe two, and then we don't know what's going to happen. If it's Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know how confident I feel about Kamara scoring as many touchdowns, and we already saw his touchdowns drop off last year because they're, you know, fluky. Um, What I will say is I actually don't mind selling him now. Uh, I know that he didn't have a great year last year, but I feel like his name value in a dynasty league, as young as he is, I don't really know how much it hurt his value. Um, I feel like he's still an elite level talent that is going to go for more than a first round pick. Oh, easily. Um, yeah, I was going to say 
You got probably two. Ma- but yeah, more than two is what I was really getting towards. Um, and that is, I think that's fine. I think if you're looking to, you know, build for the future a little bit more, I would be okay selling him off. Um, and not, these guys have such small windows. Running yep. backs have like two or three years in fantasy these days, and then boom, they're gone. Yeah, I. It's a tough question to answer because is he a very, very good running back? Yes, absolutely. Is the scheme excellent for fantasy running backs? Yes, absolutely. But like Okada is saying, the statistics show, you know, these guys don't produce for seven years. It's usually three or four, maybe sometimes even less. And with Drew Brees certainly on his way out at some point soon, I think two sounds about right. I would personally see what happens this year. I mean, if you're an owner trying to get out from underneath Alvin Kamara, now I think is not the time to sell because his value is lower than it was last year at this time for sure. And I think we see some positive touchdown regression coming for Alvin Kamara, and I would sell him maybe four, five, six weeks into the season if you're not a contender. That would be my recommendation personally with Kamara. Next question here comes in on Twitter from John Warner at FantasyFBNut. He wants to know, is AJ Green an okay keeper in the fifth round? Ooh, that is a very interesting question. That seems steep Fifth round me. seems, yeah, steep. Seems early for me personally. Yeah. Do you think he's going to, what percentage would you put him at coming into the season, Bets? I think he'll be pretty close to 100. I mean, last year he didn't play a single game. Obviously he was dealing with the ankle injury. Uh, the turf toe surgery from the year prior. But you just look at the trend with A.J. Green. I mean, the overall trend of how his outlook is is negative. I mean, you're looking at major hamstring issues a couple of years prior to that, then two foot injuries, one on on each side. Um, Yeah, you know, I think he enters the year healthy. Will he stay healthy? I have less confidence in a guy like that compared to someone like a Hunter Henry who we talked about earlier. It's definitely tough. I mean, if he stays healthy for 14 to 16 games, that's probably a big steal because he is extremely talented and they are likely to get a quarterback upgrade and probably a better offensive line just because their offensive line has been so bad they can't really get much worse. And they're getting a first-round pick back from last year's draft and may get someone else in free agency or who knows what, second-round draft. Yeah, I think things are looking up for the Bengals, which means I think they're looking up for A.J. Green, but it's risky. It really depends on what else you have, I guess. Like, I might go something safer for your keeper. Yeah, I would agree. If it was a later round, I would probably be in at the fifth round. Uh, I think I'm out at that point. Next question again coming in on Twitter uh, from Luke at Luke FF Ball. During the offseason of a redraft home league, when voting on rule changes, is it majority wins or should they be unanimous in order to make a change? Or does it depend on the role being changed? Thanks, guys. Uh, I will jump in here because (laughs) I am a huge proponent and personal user of Fantasy League constitutions. Especially if it's going to be a keeper or a Dynasty League or if it's a league of close friends that you know is going to last for a long time. And one of the main reasons for that is, and it's to, to directly answer this question, it's not the same answer for everything. I don't think that a majority vote should win certain things. And I think that a majority vote should be fine for other things. Um, Like, let me think think of an example. If you have a toxic league mate that everybody 
has a problem with. I think it takes more than half the league to vote someone out of a league. Yep. Um, if you're talking about going from standard to PPR in a keeper league, that is a big change. I think you need a lot more than a simple majority. I would probably have like a three-quarters vote or something like that. And so I build constitutions that kind of note these things out, just like the actual American government has, um, or any government really, where different votes America. are required. Yeah, Merca for different things, and figure out what what kind of seems fair. Um, and I th don't think it should be the same for everything. And if you want someone to write your constitution for you, that's at Matt Okada yes. on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it is three hundred dollars per word. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't wait for Okada's mentions to start blowing up here. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it depends on the rule. And Okada, I think you laid out two really good examples uh, of that for sure. Interesting question, though. Really good one. Last two to get to here. Another one on Twitter. Uh, this is from David at, I think you pronounce it, Dubious? Uh, I think. Uh, he says, why does everyone, this is fun, why does everyone predict Arizona picking a wide receiver in the first round? We just talked about this with our Dynasty startup, guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. This is interesting. He says they've gone wide receiver heavy in the last few drafts. Obviously referencing last year with uh, Hakeem Butler, um, Christian Kirk the year before, also Andy Isabella last year. He says, why not develop the talent they have and go O-line and defense? Well, I will tell you why. And its name is Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, and its child's its name? name. It's its child's name is <laughs> Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, it's it's the offense. The point of this offense is to have a bunch of good, fast receivers and have Kyler Murray get the ball out quick. And it actually doesn't technically, at least compared to a normal system, matter as much how good your offensive line is. Now, certainly it would help, and honestly, I think they probably should go offensive line as opposed to receiver. But it would not surprise me if they went out and got a elite receiver to throw into this core to help Kyler. Yeah, and I think when you're looking at the receivers that are there, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are high on Christian Kirk. He had a great profile coming out of college. I like Christian Kirk a lot. Um, but Christian Kirk is not, hasn't one. shown yet that he's one of these guys coming out this year, right? When If you had to choose between Christian Kirk or... CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, maybe even Denzel Mims, I'd probably mm. put all five of them above Christian Kirk. And you've got one more year. Well, you've got living uh, on the edge of Larry Fitzgerald for one year every year until he decides not to. <laughs> and we don't True. know what that's going to be. But theoretically, you've got one more year of Larry Fitzgerald. And then behind that's Christian Kirk and a bunch of unproven talent. So... Yeah, I mean, he wants to run four wide, right? Isn't that what Kingsbury yep. loves doing? So, For the most part, yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, if, geez, if Henry Ruggs ended up there in that offense, spread it all out and give him room to just go cook, that would be insane. I could absolutely see it happening. Now, should they? I don't know. They need offensive line. I could see that too. Um, but yeah, I think that's why you're hearing it a lot. Yeah, that's it's a great question because... Could I see it happening like you guys are saying? Yes, definitely. Should they do it? No, probably not. But I agree with you with what you're saying about Christian Kirk. He's a very good two, a really, really good two. Yep. One of, the, I think, the top-tier twos in the league at the wide receiver position. But I don't think he's a one personally. Um, obviously, they have Kyler Murray in place. They've got to get him a, a bona fide one, a stud wide receiver. 
to really run the air raid offense, I think. And should they do it? No. Will they do it? I hope. Yeah, yeah. I hope yep. fantasy. That's pretty Absolutely. fair. Also, <laughs> by the way, Kyler is personally campaigning for CD Lamb. Oh, so there's another reason for why they're going to do it. And he by the way, I back. do think he would be a great fit for this offense. He is incredible after the catch. I don't hate it, honestly. I think they should probably go with an offensive lineman. But if they go CD, I will love it for fantasy, and I won't even hate it from an NFL perspective. Well, and you've got built-in yeah. chemistry already from playing together exactly. in college. There's no, yep. there's no chemistry to to need to build. It's already there. You just come in, learn the playbook, and go to work. Yeah. That would be so fun oh, gosh. to watch. Be amazing. All right, guys. Last question here. Actually, off of Instagram uh, from Rumboys Nets, uh, good friends of the show. Yep. What running back from last year sees regression this upcoming season? Yeah, so I saw Ooh. that, and I, re I responded to that, asking for clarification on positive or negative regression. What are we talking mm. about? Um, what does that mean? What does that mean? You mean is progression? That progression? Well, yeah, it's Ooh, that you have uh, an yeah, expected outcome. Well, for listeners, <laughs> maybe they don't. You have an expected outcome. Regression to the norm is kind of mm. what what the what the conversation is around. So there is some positive regression like what we're expecting for Alvin Kamara with possible touchdown volume um Leonard Fournette possible touchdown volume increase so he was specifically asking about negative um in terms of that I mean the one that jumps out is Aaron Jones and it kills me because I yes. love him I love no. I love me some Aaron Jones and I don't Poop. know why no one wants to feature him I don't know if it's something that he does at practice I don't know if he pissed somebody off in the front office. I, I don't know why Aaron Jones is not a bell cow, but you hear Lafleur, <laughs> that my favorite gif of all time, stick it up your cram hole, Lafleur, comes into play every single time <laughs> that Aaron Jones gets benched. But um, you hear him saying at the combine they're looking to add even a third piece to this committee. Yeah, I mean, his... His touchdown, listen, he's done this his entire career. He's been a, a touchdown machine. He had, what, it was uh, 19, I think, this last year. 18 or 19 all-purpose touchdowns. 19. 19. Yeah, 19, 19 yep. scrimmage. Yeah. 19 scrimmage touchdowns this last year. Um, he's very successful at scoring touchdowns. He's very good at it. But I just wonder if the usage is going to decrease even more. And we saw that he balled out when Jamal Williams was injured. But when Williams was in there, they gave Williams the ball. Like, Williams got some run in that offense. So, Aaron Jones is my most obvious one. Um, yeah. Mark Ingram was also very touchdown dependent for his fantasy value this last year. And he's getting up there in age. They might bring in some competition. They might work Justice Hill in a little bit more. Or they might draft someone this year. Um to be, you know, to looking towards the future because he's getting up there. So Mark Ingram uh, would be one that I'd be concerned about as well. Uh, for me, it's actually an easy choice and one that's going to make me sound like a dum-dum. Uh, but it's Christian McCaffrey. I am, when you ask this question, I am usually going to go ahead and look at the number one player at the position and just pick that person. I said it about Lamar Jackson earlier this offseason. When you have a season that good... You are not going to repeat it. And besides just that fact, which is that McCaffrey cannot be this good for too much longer, I think there are several reasons around the team why that 
may may just change very quickly. One of which is I don't really expect them to have Cam Newton as their quarterback going into this year. I don't know where you guys are on that. They've talked about being okay or or wanting to even bring him back. I don't know. I don't think he's the answer. If they go a different direction, or even if they have a healthy Cam Newton, it's going to be different than what they had last year, which was a hot mess of backups that could not throw the ball two receivers and so they just dumped it off to Christian McCaffrey who got 116 receptions and set a record he's not gonna have 116 receptions it's not gonna happen he's gonna maybe hover around 100 that would be real nice but he could start dropping below that it is obscene what he did last year it's not gonna happen again I'm not saying he's still not the number one overall pick but he's gonna regress Another one I'd throw in there is uh, the number one at the position from two years ago, Mr. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, was also incredibly touchdown dependent um, in mm-hmm. his stats this year. I actually had it pulled up here. Todd Gurley only had 857 rushing yards. That's not a lot. He got 12 touchdowns out of it because they, you know, the concerns around his knee and his arthritis and and all that, they really eased him into the offense over the course of the year, and then they kind of just brought him in when they got down by the red zone. But that's a that's a really high percentage of your fantasy points to have, you know, under 900 yards rushing, but 12 rushing touchdowns. Like, by comparison, Dalvin Cook had 1,135 rushing yards. He had 300 more and one more touchdown than Todd Gurley did. So... Uh, Todd Gurley is hanging on to RB2 value by a thread right now. And if that drops off four touchdowns over the course of the season, you're looking at 800 and some odd yards and eight touchdowns. That's that's not going to cut it. Yep. I think those are all really good calls. I mean, the first name that came to mind for me was Aaron Jones, just given the touchdown volume, given the the reports of kind of wanting to add a third back Jamal Williams, they still like a lot. Um, so yes, I think that is a strong call. I also don't think Christian McCaffrey is outlandish. I think that makes sense. Like Anukata was saying, it doesn't mean we're not going to rank him as our RB one. We are going to do that. Most likely, of course, the things could change, but yes, 99% confidence that will happen. It doesn't mean we won't rank him there. It just means that he might not finish with as many fantasy points or production as he did this year. So yes, those are our candidates for some regression in 2020 we're going to close out the show in a minute but before we do you're going to want to hear this live read from our sponsor because oh my gosh this product is awesome okada take it away yeah 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 so this thing this upright go okay it is a tiny little device it's kind of hard to explain what it is because it doesn't look like anything it just looks like this little white wafer like a little chip you stick it between your shoulder blades and the amount of things that it does for you is insane for what it is. It, you, you hook it up to an app on your phone, and basically all it does is buzz whenever you get into a bad posture position. So when your shoulders start to hunch, and your neck goes down, and your head starts hanging, which happens a lot for almost everyone, it just goes, mm-mm, and you know you have to straighten up, you put your shoulders back, and within... A couple days of wearing it, you start to get into a habit of doing this. For me, to the point where even when I didn't have it, uh, for whatever reason, on, I could catch myself getting into bad posture. And the effects that it has and the difference that it makes to giving you good posture are immediate and big. You guys do not understand 
how bad your bad posture is messing up your body, your health, your energy, pain, if you have shoulder, neck, back, all of that stuff is very connected to your posture. So if you have poor posture, which you probably do because almost everyone does, you should absolutely go check this out, Upright Go. It is one of the sponsors I have most believed in since we started getting sponsors on this podcast. And we have talked before about how we try to get sponsors we only believe in. This is absolutely one of them. Go check it out. You get 10% off with our code, which is red shirts. But there's a link to on our site with Upright in it, right? Yes, at the top bar, if you go to the very right side of the screen, you're gonna see the tab, it's called More. The drop-down menu will show up and it's gonna say Sponsors and Discount Codes. You will find the link there. You can also Ooh. enter right now, if you're listening, uh, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com slash posture uh, will take you to our unique link. So definitely check it out. Um, if you're new to the show, you know, like Okado was saying, we wanna help you guys out, you know, help you guys help us at the same time. I mean, we truly do believe in this product and I feel like I have to say it as a physical therapist, I will back this product. There are several things out there. Patients ask me every single day, should I buy this? Should I buy that? No, you shouldn't, it's a waste of money. But this is one that I've actually said, yeah, it's a good tool. It really does help you with that posture. So definitely check it out. Redshirtsfantasyfootball.com slash posture. And when you enter code redshirts, you get 10% off your order today. All righty, fellas, what a show. We had CD Lamb. We had Cam Makers. We had Jonathan Taylor. We had Patrick Mahomes. We had the best Dynasty startup draft that has ever been drafted in the history of drafts. Yeah, we did. Uh, sure, and it was sure. a blast. Uh, answered a, a bunch of mailbag questions from the listeners. Thanks so much for sending those in. Find the show online, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Find Okada at Matt Okada. John is at JCW Helmcamp. I am at the Fantasy PT. And we are the Richards. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Red Shirts FF Pod and check out our website, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com.